Welcome back to the California Work Comp Report. Today we're in the studio with Dr. John Alchemy discussing the politics of impairment rating and why politics is an appropriate word for the interaction between stakeholders. Yes, we are in the studio once again. It is uh, it is it is Dr. John Alchemy and I. Uh, and hi, John. How are you doing? Oh, we're doing great tonight. How are you doing, Corey? Oh, I'm doing okay. And uh, today's topic, we are going to talk about the politics of impairment rating, which is a uh, it is a very real thing. The more the more and more you look into uh, uh, the politics of impairment rating, the uh, the the more you almost seem to think it, it deserves its own branch of political science. So <laughs> we're we're going to talk about how that kind of works today. And um, so I guess we'll we'll start off with the first question about uh, the politics of impairment rating. John, what does this mean when we talk about the politics of impairment rating? This is a topic that I've been wanting to do for a very long time, um, the the politics of impairment rating. And and it's, it's an interesting topic because impairment ratings mean different things to different people. Right. Um, to me, it, you know, because we work with all aspects and all stakeholders, to me, it's more of a, a management of expectations about what the report is, why the report says what it says, and what the report can and will do in settlement. So, you know, I, I think understanding that impairment rating, because of its complexity, its applications, um, it, it has a lot of things about it that's misunderstood, and, and it really lends itself <clears throat> to a lot of confusion. So, that's probably the first thing about it is is understanding who the stakeholder is, what their expectations are. And then, of course, um, part two is educating the stakeholders on their blind spots, um, what they don't understand, what they misunderstand, um, you know, that that they they start to understand why a good impairment rating is what it is. And then finally, um, <clears throat> I also listed down one of the things that, that I think is very important is trying to get people to understand this link between, um, you know, a person's pain values or symptom values, their activities of daily living, and how that fits with the exam findings and diagnostic tests, because that really is the essence and the art of the impairment report is, right. is, is putting all of those things of an individual into reality and into parity. So the number that's delivered is actually uh, a real and an accurate number and not just some you know, lopsided, um, incomplete report that was thrown together uh, because it had to be. Right, right. And uh, so what about the impairment ratings when we refer to the politics of impairment rating? What are the politics? Well, the, the politics, as I see it, is everyone looks at the impairment rating as um, a means to an end and as as opposed to what what I think it really should be is a summary description of the individual, their condition, their impairment and their functional loss. So I, I think you know a patient sees it as okay, it's finally an end to my claim. How much money do I get? Um, am I going back to work? I think adjusters look at this and say, okay, you know, this is one more claim off my desk. Um, however, you know, if I don't do it right, it's going to, you know, sit around or get litigated or, you know, go on for years and years. Um, <clears throat> the judge and the DEU, they also want um, claims to close. 
Um, and, you know, they, they just need to see a few key things in the report um, so they can sign off on it and be done with it. And then obviously the attorneys whose job it is to best represent their clients um, and make sure that their you know, clients getting a, a, a fair and accurate and complete deal. So uh, <clears throat> I guess the only thing I want the listeners to kind of take away is that there's a lot of people with their hands um, you know, in the impairment chain process of getting a case closed and settled. And, and all these people need to kind of understand their roles but more importantly, needs to understand what it is the impairment rating is signaling and how that interacts with their role in the process. Right. There's it's the impairment rating is a thing that has that that is multifaceted. And then you have a bunch of different parties with their own professions and their own interests that apply to that profession. And then they're all looking at a different piece of it instead of kind of looking at the whole thing and it's kind of hard to look at the whole thing to look at any whole thing objectively and see it the same as another person but when you're when you're a stakeholder in a specific industry that's sort of a subset of the larger kind of work comp sphere then you know it's just natural that you'll be looking at it a certain way we have the uh we have a the a a couple podcasts and blog posts uh about you know, parity and workers' compensation and, yeah. uh, and and the different meetings and the different ways that uh, the different stakeholders look at these things and, you know, sort of kind of pertinent to what we're discussing right now. But, you know, we could, we could go further into looking at that. So what are the blind spots that uh, stakeholders have on impairment rating? Well, to, to me, the most important um issue with stakeholders and it's what i refer to as being tone deaf in a way is the stakeholders really not understanding what they're looking at or the totality of the data or absence of the data and here's an example so if i turned in an impairment rating and let's say that there's uh 18 elements to to rate in a shoulder case um in i guess it's uh chapter 16 right and if i just did two things um I did uh, range of motion and I did uh, strength testing. If I did those two things, most people would think that that was a complete and accurate report. You know, I could throw in some sensory and some other stuff and maybe some reflexes, but, you know, everyone would think that I had done my job um, of my impairment rating. And uh, <clears throat> if I chose to use a goniometer, even better, you know, then I'm looking even better. Right. Um, but remember, all I've really turned in are two out of 18 of the things that should have been done. Yet right. everyone thinks they did a great job. Um, alternatively, let's say I don't do either of those things and turn in the other, um, maybe the other 16 items. So maybe I'm doing uh, instability or CRPS assessments or, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, two-point nerve sensory, you know, things like that. But I'm not doing motor strength and I'm not doing range of motion. These same stakeholders would look at this report and said, this is this is a terrible report, totally incomplete. He didn't right. know what he was doing. He didn't do anything that we need. Right. And, and it's not and it's not that range of motion, whole person impairment is any more valuable or less valuable than whole person impairment in another part of the chapters. It just means that people are are so trained and so focused and biased in sometimes. Um, that they're looking for very specific things. And again, as we said, these blind spots, they're very large. 
and people just don't understand the integrity. And when we started to put integrity into every rate fast rating, um, <clears throat> everyone can be an expert on how much data is there or not. Um, but you know, until then, um, integrity rating hasn't really been addressed. Uh, it hasn't been addressed by the state as a minimal, um, you know, a qualifying or a minimal standard for a report. Um, you know, the insurance companies don't have any standards. The um, attorneys don't have any standards. I mean, no one has has set a standard for a minimal requirement for what is, uh, you know, a, a decent impairment report. And you know, we when we created RateFast, we set out to change that. And part of that is educating people on, okay, you know, you understand how much data might be here, but how much is missing? Right. It's it's interesting to think because it's a. Uh, I always wanted to say when you were saying, you know, the the taking the the two measurements that everybody is sort of accustomed to seeing, it's it's all it yeah. almost seems like the bar is too low, but if you are doing all of the other measurements and, and uh, you know, uh, checking out all of the other, the, the kind of the, the parts that are sort of outside of their blind spot, you might think that the bar is too high or something. <laughs> yes. and so, yeah, so yeah. it's a, it's a strange dichotomy. So it's, it does seem um, necessary to, yeah, have some sort of way to rate integrity of the report to, to make sure that everybody is, is on the same page. And once again, rate fast has all the tools that tells you, you know, what, what, why these decisions were made and why things were uh why conclusions were arrived at and everything um so how can you tell the difference between an experienced adjuster or attorney based on the questions they ask about impairment rating results this is a really interesting uh, question um and and it's it's very telling when when an adjuster or an attorney uh, has has a good impairment rating in front of them because they're going to ask questions that are different than an incomplete or poorly rated report. Um, and again, depending on how much background and experience um, the attorney or the uh, adjuster has, kind of comes out in the questions um, that they ask or when they choose to, to um, you know, get clarification from a doctor uh, on a report. Uh, the the experienced stakeholder or attorney um, knows when they look at a report if the report has covered all of the major areas and deficits for the injured worker. So they're going to ask maybe more specific questions as opposed to someone who's not really familiar with um, what they're doing or how cases are rating. For example. Um, if I was an applicant uh, attorney and I saw that the uh, injured worker <clears throat> had sensory loss in a dermatome, maybe it's a back exam, maybe one of the nerve roots has some sensory loss, and the um, and the doctor, you know, basically says, okay, uh, decrease light touch, you know, in the S1 dermatome right side, fine. So a follow-up question for someone who really knows about the impairment rating is going to be, well. I understand it had light touch loss, but what was the two-point sensory loss and what was the monofilament? Was that done? Why wasn't it done? And knowing in the back of their head that these specific nuances of the exam can alter the outcoming of the rating significantly. Um, but you know, this is not common knowledge, but someone who understands it um, knows, you know, very well that, you know, a partially done exam is almost as bad as no exam done at all. 
And so, you know, the technical um, questions I get about the history and the physical exam kind of separate um, those people that clearly know what they're doing and and kind of think that they know what they're doing, but maybe don't have all of the um, all of the, you know, knowledge base. Maybe we'll say that um, that right. they need to to really make an informed decision on the report they're looking at in the real world. When we take a look at politics, you know, the it's it it comes down to the fact that really everybody is going to have their best interests in mind, but it doesn't mean that it has to be to the detriment of the others. And that's kind of the that's kind of been the mission of Rate Fast the whole time, is that if things go if the system itself goes smoothly, then much fewer compromises have to be made between the stakeholders. That's just sort of the, just sort of the truth of it. So, you know, it gives us an opportunity to back, you know, back away from the system, look at where all stakeholders are in the, in the sort of orbit around this nucleus of, of impairment rating and, uh, and, and see how things can be harmonic, you know, uh, uh, in harmony and go together. Thanks for listening. For more about the politics of impairment rating and what that means for stakeholders, visit our blog at blog.rate-fast.com. If you're a listener and have questions or comments about the show, shoot us an email at caworkcompreport at rate-fast.com. And as always, try out RateFast Express, the workers' compensation impairment report service that helps you close your claims this week at rate-fast.com.